Hey everyone, and welcome to the Namely Marley podcast. I'm Marley. Thanks so much for joining me today for the 19th episode of the Namely Marley podcast. You know, this podcast is dedicated to living a creative, healthy, and passion-filled life. Each week, I'm sharing interviews, thoughts, and stories about inspired living. This covers things like diet, plant-based eating, passion, creativity, you name it. Everything to help us learn what it takes to live our life to our best potential. I think those are such easy words to say and not always easy in the doing part. So I hope this podcast helps. Today, I'm talking with you about something that's a little different, a plant-based approach to cancer. I read recently that we are all living with cancer cells and that kind of, (laughs) it's kind of a scary thought, you know. Um, Of course, the goal is to make sure that those cancer cells don't grow because when they grow and they multiply, that's when they can turn into tumors. Um, Another thing is a member of my extended family was recently diagnosed with cancer and it wasn't just any cancer, it was stage four esophageal cancer. I called him soon after I found out and we chatted about his plans for recovery. And let's just call him Alvin for the purposes of this discussion because not everybody is, uh, you know, so excited to have their situation discussed publicly. So I'm going to protect his anonymity and call him Alvin. So Alvin's main problem was he wasn't able to eat much. And as a result, he had lost a lot of weight and he didn't feel ready to start chemo right away as a result because he felt kind of weak and he felt like he needed to um, strengthen up a little bit before he started that. So he asked for some time from his oncologist before he started that, and I asked if I could provide him with some tips for a plant-based perspective, um, you know, to help with his, you know, desire to uh, strengthen himself a little bit. So he said yes, and of course, that's all it takes for me. It was a little bit of encouragement, and I was on a roll. So I put together a list of recommendations for Alvin, and I was thinking that I'd like to share these with you as well. First, I want to start with a couple of caveats. I am not a nutritionist. I'm not a healthcare provider in any way. In fact, I have an MBA, which is a master's in business administration. And that means I can put together a pretty mean spreadsheet. Seriously, I love my spreadsheets. (laughs) And last year, I added a certification as a plant-based pro to my credentials. And the coursework definitely included uh, dedicated content on nutrition. I also wanted to point out that I am an advocate of modern science and believe that the best approach to most conditions is to involve a concerted effort between, you know, like it's, I think they call this a team-based approach to care, which basically means the patient and the providers working uh, together. And I really believe that that's important, that patients work closely with their providers. And these tips I provided to Alvin were meant to augment and work in concert with the care provided by his oncologist and other healthcare members. Okay, without further ado, here are my top tips for a plant-based approach to cancer. So number one, learn to love lemons and cranberries. Because I read a study recently that said that both lemons and cranberries were associated uh, as being strong allies against cancer. And I'll actually provide a link to this in the show notes page, so go take a look. But um, I prefer to cook my cranberries slightly before putting them in something like a tea or a fruit punch. Um, I made some flavored waters over the Christmas break, and it was great just having some um, cranberries in there. They really put a nice flavor. I will drop them whole in my smoothies, but only just a 
few because they're kind of tangy, um, although delicious. So anyway, a couple of tips there to work with cranberries. Um, when I'm working with lemons, of course, we all know we can put them in our tea and water. It's a great uh, addition to have there. But you can also sprinkle a little lemon juice over your uh, greens and put some salt and pepper. And that's a great substitution for dressing over your salads. So uh, just a couple of tips there to add more lemons and cranberries to your diet. Number two, Nixie nausea. So Alvin was dealing with a lot of nausea and this was even before he started chemo. So I feel like we know that today in medicine, they have a lot of great remedies for, um, you know, medicines that you can take to help with nausea. But uh, I thought I would share a couple of natural ones that, uh, you know, have worked for me. The first one is back from the days when I was pregnant and I would wear a rubber band on my wrist. And every time I felt nauseous, I would flip that rubber band and it it definitely helped. Um, Another one is that recent studies have shown that deep breathing exercises can really help with nausea. So uh, here's an example of one that you can try. You breathe in to the count of three, then hold that to the count of three, and then release it to the count of three, and then hold that to the count of three. And then repeat that three times. So I even feel a little more relaxed just having said that to you. (laughs) Okay, the third tip is juicing. We all need to maximize the number of fruits and vegetables in our diet. And one way to do that is by juicing. So consider adding juicing to your daily routine. Chris Carr of the site Crazy Sexy Cancer was diagnosed with stage four incurable cancer at the age of 31. And she turned to juicing as a way to help start her on the road to recovery. And Chris worked with her oncologist, but she had devoted her life to showcasing the importance of daily juicing and nutrition as a way of, you know, to health and vitality. So she says, Juicing and making green smoothies has vastly increased the quality of my life. It's the one daily practice that I will never, ever abandon. This simple practice will give you power, energy, and strength beyond words. Isn't that what we all want? So I just love that quote. So, okay, add juices. Step number four is smoothies. So juicing is all about extracting the juice from the plant smoothies are about eating the entire plant. You know, it's easy to think like, what's the difference? I have definitely asked that question myself at times. What is the difference between the two? Um, Juicing is a way to help get all those phytonutrients from the plant into your system as quickly as possible. The fiber has been removed as a way to help you take in all those nutrients stat. Smoothies can help you get those phytonutrients too, but you also get the fiber from the plant. So um, Joe Cross got the attention of people from around the world when he made his way across America. He was juicing the whole time and ended up losing 100 pounds and getting off all of his meds. So you can watch that documentary. It's called Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. And I have left the link to it on the show notes page. I think you can also find it on Netflix. But anyway, Joe describes uh, the difference between juicing and smoothies and how both are important in our diets. So take a look at the link that I've left in the show notes page. Tip number five, go organic. I consulted with my friend Megan Gilmore of the site Detoxinista. Megan is a holistic nutrition counselor, and she encourages that whether you're juicing or blending, organic is best, especially when you're facing something like a cancer diagnosis, because your body is dealing with a lot. So giving it a break by not adding fruits and vegetables bathed in pesticide or other toxic chemicals is important. According to the Palo Verde Cancer Specialist Group, reducing pesticides and other toxic chemicals should be a goal for all of us. 
Okay, tip number six, sugar. It's important to clarify here that refined sugar is different than natural sugars. We are talking about refined sugars that are uh, things like granulated or brown sugar, and the goal would be to reduce those as much as you can in your diet. In other words, try to eliminate refined sugars in your diet. And it's really hard to do because they're kind of sneaky. They're in everything from ketchup to tomato soup to all kinds of things. So um, keep a look on the ingredients and try to remove as many refined sugars as you can from your diet. There have been connections to increases in refined sugars and a number of health conditions like insulin resistance. And, um, you know, they're doing studies to determine, you know, whether body weight, insulin levels and uh, cancer survivorship is linked. And in the meantime, greatly reducing refined sugars in, in our diets is really important. In fact, Alvin's oncologist actually agreed with this recommendation because, you know, Alvin checked out the things that I said with his oncologist, which I'm really glad that he did. And uh, his oncologist agreed that reducing the sugar in your diet is really important. But just a word of caution, and that doesn't mean the sugar from eating fruits. We're talking about refined sugar, not the kinds of things that you find in your fruits and your vegetables, because those are the kinds of sugars that we need, and they're connected with fiber, which makes them healthy. Okay, so tip number seven reducing refined foods in your diet. This one's a little tricky too, because refined foods such as chips and crackers, or they're oftentimes loaded with fat and sugar and refined flours. And, you know, if you do eat refined foods, try to stick to products that have a limited number of ingredients. So for example, one of my favorite snacks is a simple corn tortilla. I heat it up uh, in a toaster oven and, uh, or sometimes I'll actually even put it in the microwave for a little bit. It gives it crispiness and I will use it in place of tortilla chips or crackers. Um, you can be inventive with things like pasta too by using zucchini noodles um, or uh, you can actually slice zucchini thinly and use it in place of lasagna. So I've used thinly sliced jicama as tortillas as well. And, you know, there's other things like carrot chips that you can use in place of crackers. Just get creative, like using black beans in in place of ground beef or uh, chickpeas in place of chicken. You know, just, just try to mix things up and try to, you know, reduce the amount of refined foods that you're using in your diet. Okay, tip number eight, make meatless Mondays daily. <laughs> That's me on my vegan soapbox. <laughs> Look, if you've been struggling with giving up meat and it's it's something that you've been trying to do, I think we can all at least agree that um, high on your list of meats to give up first would be things like bacon, lunch meats, and sausage. So the World Health Organization published a study listing processed meats as carcinogens and they were associated with cancer. So giving them up first is kind of a no-brainer. Also, there have been studies linking plant-based diets to a reduction in cancer growth. So as I said before, we all have cancer cells in our body. The goal is to make sure they're not growing, or at least growing very slowly. A plant-based diet has a big impact on slowing the growth of cancer cells. You can see the images and the difference in the growth of cancer cells after even only two weeks on a plant-based diet. This is according to a video in, uh, in Dr. Greger's library called Slowing the Growth of Cancer. So I'll leave the link in the show notes page. You should really check it out. It's very interesting. Okay, tip number nine, gaining weight. 
So as I mentioned to you before, Alvin was really worried about the fact that he'd lost a lot of weight. So I recommended to him that he add some avocados to his smoothies because he was worried about that. He felt kind of weak as a result. So, and he knew that the chemo would make it, you know, make him even lose some more weight. So this felt really important to him. So I, like I say, I recommended avocados. They can be really helpful because uh, they have a lot of calories um, and a lot of creamy, good fat in them as well. So you can slice avocados and serve them over a salad. Um, I like to mash them up and add a little bit of garlic powder and maybe even a sprinkle or two of um, some sea salt and serve it over a piece of whole wheat toast. That's always very good too. You can even make an avocado chocolate pudding by mashing an avocado with some cocoa powder and adding some natural dates to that mixture. Put that in a food processor and pulse it for several seconds and add a little vanilla and I'm telling you, that's a very satisfying dessert. Okay, tip number 10, go bananas. Add bananas to your smoothie or oatmeal or even just eating them as a snack can be so important. First, most Americans are deficient in potassium and bananas, as we all know, have lots of potassium in them. So um, they're also just easy on your stomach. And if you're having trouble with nausea anyway, eating something like a banana, it's just easy to digest. It's so important. I asked Jeff Sanders uh, on the Chopped podcast, and he confessed to eating 30 bananas a day. <laughs> I don't think he does that every day, but there are times when he does eat uh, quite a lot of bananas. So don't be shy about eating bananas. You can eat several of them. They're really good for you. Okay, tip number 11, eat berries. Berries are wonder fruits, and they will add a hint of sweetness to your smoothies without adding a whole lot of sugar. They're packed with antioxidants, and you know we all need to get in a lot of antioxidants. They're really important for us. But particularly people with cancer want to try to get in as many antioxidants as possible as well. So some people refer to berries as superfoods because they're so nutritionally dense, and that means that they pack a lot of nutrition with surprisingly few calories. Listen to this. An entire cup of blueberries has only 85 calories. Isn't that awesome? So we buy blueberries frozen in bulk at Costco, and then you know, we throw them on oatmeal or cereal or you know, you can put them in a smoothie. They're just great. They're all around, you know, great thing to have on hand. So tip number 12, get spicy. Spices are another superfood powerhouse. I love to sprinkle things like cinnamon or nutmeg in my smoothies or, uh, you know, even over a cup of hot tea or uh, obviously oatmeal is great with uh, combined with spices too. Spices really add a lot of flavor in addition to the health benefits and they make things taste slightly sweet even though they're not. So Get spicy and sprinkle some pumpkin pie spice, ginger, or nutmeg, and put those over your oatmeal. And uh, you can even pour some into a glass of plant-based milk. It's it's really great. Tip number 13 is go nuts. If you don't have any allergies to nuts, then adding these to your salads or smoothies can help. Um, I Again, as, as I mentioned, Alvin is really worried about feeling weak. And so I think adding um, some peanut butter to a smoothie or, you know, you can add... Um, just a, a couple of nuts over a salad or even just as a snack, having a, a walnut or two. It's just such a great snack. Um, I actually keep them on uh, in the shell on the counter. And I do that purposefully because I feel like if they're in the shell and we have to crack them open and dig the nut meat out, it's it, it helps us eat them more slowly because, <laughs> you know, they can add up a lot of calories very quickly. So it's good to eat them in moderation. Okay, tip number 14. 
Here's a basic fruit smoothie recipe. I love to uh, fill a blender with spinach. That's right. Just trust me on this one. Put and, it's, and it has to be fresh spinach, not just any spinach, not like frozen spinach. Some fresh spinach, put it in your blender. Then add one or even two bananas. Add about a half cup of frozen blueberries and a half cup or more of no sugar added almond milk. And then pulse that until it's nice and smooth. Add a cup of ice and pulse it again. And then there you have it. You can change out the blueberries too. You can add strawberries or cherries, whatever you know berries you want. But uh, that's kind of a great, you know, great basic fruit smoothie. Okay, tip number 15. This is a basic snickerdoodle smoothie. <laughs> this is another one of my favorite recipes. So again, fill your blender full of fresh spinach. Add a banana or two if you'd like, and then add a cup of almond milk, add a teaspoon of cinnamon, and then pulse until smooth. Now, if you want to add some variety to this, you can also add some peanut butter to this. It's a really nice touch. Add a cup of ice cubes and pulse until it's smooth and enjoy. Okay, tip number 16, go green. And I'm not talking about, you know, environment green, although that's great too. I'm talking about um, green tea. So another great way of getting phytonutrients into your everyday plan is drinking green tea. Because if you're going to be drinking something, why not get something that has um, some nutrients in it for you? So science is showing that our gut flora makes a huge difference in our health. And green tea helps feed the good microbes in our guts. So drink lots of it. I buy bulk packages of green tea from Costco. Um, I also have some decaffeinated green tea that I drink as the day goes on, and that's really good stuff. In fact, one of my favorite recipes is my hibiscus green tea fruit punch. <laughs> you won't actually even think that you're drinking something healthy. It tastes so good. It kind of reminds me a little bit of those, uh, what were those drinks? The Hawaiian punch when we were kids, you know, you just, it's really that red fruity drink. That's what this tastes like. So you should check out my recipe. The link will be on the show notes page. I also love my tea-infused hot cocoa. And I know that sounds kind of contradictory, like who would have tea and cocoa together? Um, but it is actually very delicious. And I add just a little bit of plant-based milk to it to give it that creaminess that we expect from a cup of hot cocoa. It's delicious. And by the way, um, powdered cocoa has a lot of benefits to it as well. So... Okay, tip number 17, strawberries. So as I mentioned to you before, Alvin is dealing with esophageal cancer. And believe it or not, I recently read a study that connects strawberries with an improvement in this type of cancer. So I suggested that Alvin add as much as a pound of strawberries a day in his smoothies. And it's good news that Alvin actually likes strawberries, so that's good. But I suggested buying organic strawberries, a lot of them, and putting them in his smoothies every day. So... Anyway, if that's uh, the kind of cancer that you're dealing with, of course you want to check with your doctor, but I'll leave the link to the study in my show notes page so you can check it out for yourself as well. Okay, tip number 18, meditate. I just feel like I'm a <laughs> I'm a one-word person right now walking around telling everybody to meditate. I can't say enough about how great that is because I maybe because I'm a a convert and I've been doing my meditation every day and it just makes such a difference, but uh, it's, it is helpful for all of us, including those who are dealing with a health crisis, because it's that kind of stress can be debilitating. And finding ways to reconnect with an inner source of peace is truly important. One of my favorite sources for quick, easy meditations is Headspace. I left the link in the show notes page. There's a couple of others that I really like, and I'll leave those links there as well. 
So, okay, that is basically the end of the recommendations I made to Alvin. I'm just curious if any of you have dealt with um, anybody in your family or, you know, maybe even you personally have dealt with a cancer diagnosis and the things that helped you. I was thinking, I would love it if you would come to the site and share some of the things that you know about that might be different than the list that I'm including. So I'd love to hear from you. Leave a comment on the show notes page or send me a shout out on social media or by email at marley at namelymarley.com. I'd love to hear from you. So everybody, thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you next week. If you'd like more information about today's show, just head over to the show notes page at namelymarley.com forward slash podcast. I hope you're loving the Namely Marley podcast. If so, it would mean the world to me if you'd head over to iTunes and give it a review. Also, you can spread the word about the Namely Marley podcast on Twitter or Instagram or even Facebook. Your shout outs really mean a lot. You inspire me, so I hope today's show was helpful and inspirational to you as well. Thanks for listening and have a great week.